Welcome to the Byron and Pace podcast. You've tuned in to Sandstone Stories. Take a seat and they'll be with you shortly. All right. Welcome back to the Byron and Pace podcast. Hell yeah. Episode six. Episode six. So good. Back on the, the weekly grind. We're pumping out a, a video a day on TikTok, an episode yep. a week. Um, yeah, it's going really, really well. Got some stories to share today? I have a few stories, some fan submissions, some of my own creation before we get started, as per usual. <clears throat> yeah. The Glenn Levitt, my personal favorite. Yeah. Uh, my favorite whiskey that At we have. At least until we get a whiskey sponsor. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If sorry. anyone out there listening to this has any connections in the world of whiskey or to that, like, to that point, like any kind of nice drink, um, hit us up. We'll definitely, definitely look into it because... Um, at the moment, we're making. In fact, we're losing money on this podcast. Oh, definitely, um, definitely losing money and time. Like on that on that point, if you haven't already checked out the AirPods giveaway, I think there's two days left. Yeah, so jump well, on that. Probably no days, but if you're listening to this, yeah, may, we'll there might be one day left or something like that. Jump on it before Friday, and yeah. um, you should be in. But yeah, all right, you go first. Now nah, you go first because you all got right. more stories than me this week. Yeah, I don't, I'm a bit worried they're not. All right, let's start off strong. You're not bringing the heat this week? Nah, I, I just, uh, I am, I am. This is a good one. All right. All right, this is the man with a penis on his forearm. The man, che- sorry, sorry. <laughs> let's, let's, cheers first. Cheers. All right, go on. The man with a penis on his forearm. So after a mechanic from United Kingdom lost his penis, medical <laughs> innovators fashioned him a replacement out of existing tissue and it now rests on his left forearm. 45-year-old Malcolm McDonald suffered from... Per- Perineum infection, which led to a severe case of sepsis yeah. in 2014, which spread to his extremities, turning his fingers and toes black. Uh-huh. Then it began to also affect his genitalia. No. And I quote, when I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. <laughs> it was like a horror film. I knew deep down it was gone and I was going to lose it. <laughs> then one day it just dropped onto the floor. No, 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 no. What is he? Ralph and his team partially removed a section of skin, blood vessels and nerves from McDonald's left arm, then shaped it into a replacement phallus. A urethra was then created via surgery and two tubes and a pump were inserted, which would allow the penis to achieve erection. Uh, uh, Once nah. the penis was finished, the shaft was attached from the arm, allowing it to grow additionally and hang freely. So that's a story. Now here's the best part. <laughs> the original intention was for the new penis to be surgically attached to his groin in 2018. Yeah. Two years after the original procedure, however, due to various scheduling issues, illness, and more recent widespread delays caused a coronavirus, uh-huh. McDonald's new penis has been on his arm for the last four years, Bro. and it looks like it might be staying there for the foreseeable future. Bro. <laughs> Bro, you have no idea why this is insane. Um, I'll tell you after this, but do I think it's true or not? I think it's bullshit. It's true. No way! <laughs> Bro, do you do you think I like manipulated the bit? There's no way I could make up that whole thing. I don't think some guy was just like waiting for his dick to rot yeah, off right. and then it fell onto the ground. And then right. his name was Malcolm McDonald. Like hundred percent true. A lot of that was copy and pasted from various articles. So there you go. So Poor man. He still has a dick on his arm. Do you know where I saw this? I saw a TikTok video of it on his arm. Nah, and I researched nah, nah, it. Nah, nah, I researched nah, nah, it further. Nah. And here it is. That's so fucked. <laughs> oh my god. And you know why this is extra extra insane can you uh flawlessly add in your story so speaking of surgeries that have been postponed due to covid right have you heard about the conjoined twins that were separated and then put back together again no okay so in 2000 conjoined twins kayla and samantha burge were surgically separated at birth and afterwards lived seemingly normal lives although they had slightly irregular bodies sure 
in 2020, their 20th birthday, after driving to their parents' house under the influence after a night of drinking, they both, they got, well, they got into a fatal car crash. In the same car? Yep. Or it should have been fatal. Kayla was struck by a metal pole that drove into her abdomen, impaling her liver. Ooh. Doctors tried to save the vital organ, but soon realized that Kayla was going to die without a lot of luck and the liver transplant. After a short discussion with Samantha, who was conscious and relatively unharmed, she agreed to let surgeons reconnect the two of them, allowing Kayla's circulatory system to pass through her liver. No way. While this was only meant to be a temporary solution while they waited for a transplant, the sisters have since decided that they don't want to risk the life-threatening surgery, especially during COVID, for Kayla, and to this day are still connected. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that for my brother. Right? <laughs> no, that's a good ethical question though. Yeah. Like, surely you're twin, compromising like, a significant portion of your life by yeah. being a conjoined twin. But it keeps them alive. But it keeps them alive. I mean, you couldn't not do it, could you? Like if they passed away. Right. You could never. You could never say no to that. No. But there's definitely be a part of you that's like, oh man, am I about to lose a good portion of what I can do in life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Good on her. I think it's true. Bullshit. Oh, not only is it bullshit, but it's a fan submission. No, Jethro Bath, baby. Fucking Jethro, man. Two episodes in a row. Jethro. Snipe me. Jethro, bro. I want to give you a massive shout out because not only is this a dope story, but you also submitted a dope story last week. Two. He did two last week. Did he? He did your one, didn't he? The bear one? No, no, no. Oh, he did my bear one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I got you. Got me good. Got you so good. Hook, line, and sinker. Part of me was going to say bullshit. But I was like, now nah, to say true. How so, wild is it that both of the you had the story? Why does this always happen? How did I have a bear story last week and you had a bear right, story? No, I, I can always flawlessly link them. <laughs> um, there you go. What are we on to? Moving on. All right, what do we got here? Here's a here's a ripper. This is actually the first story that I've been told in person due to the podcast. Oh wow, okay. Uh, and it's the worst way to lose your virginity. So this is hands right. down the worst right. way to lose right. your virginity. Picture this, two 17-year-old boys. They're out on a family holiday. They're yeah. at a bar. Two 24-year-old girls start to fancy them. Okay. They go back to theirs. Is that legal? I think so. Maybe not. Ooh, no. Maybe not. Oh, well, not my problem. It's not, well, <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault. No. Um, they go back to separate rooms. So they each of the guys go back to one of the girls' rooms. Yeah. Um, but suddenly they, they lose a virginity. They, they do the deed. Both all, of them lost them. Yeah, all goes well. All goes well, however- some food poisoning starts to kick in. He's lying in bed. Some food poisoning from the previous meal kicks in. A sudden urge to go to the toilet comes out. He gets out. He starts running to the bathroom. Doesn't make it. In between the door frame, he shits himself on the floor oh, and it, no. the floor is covered in <laughs> like shit. Explosive. Yeah. explosive. Then he vomits on top of the shit <laughs> in this girl's hotel room Fucking hell. and then just has to leave and go back to his family. Oh, my God. Is she asleep? No, she was there. She watched the whole thing. Oh, you've heard, you hear these horror stories. I reckon it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Oh my God. Imagine that. Oh man. Virginity stories are always so awful. That's got to be one of the worst ones. That's pretty shocking. Surely that guy needs therapy to like, <laughs> the trauma. I, I wouldn't be surprised if his junk doesn't work after, or didn't work right, for a while after right. that. Just yeah. because like the trauma of that experience. hundred percent. We can laugh about it. And it is funny. He laughs about it now. This is, he's in his mid twenties now, but that's rough. Can we can we even use that story? Yeah. If they're like underage? It's not someone, like, what are we going to do? No, I know, but we've, like- We've done stories about murder and serial killers. True, true, <laughs> true, I suppose. Anyway, that's rough. Are you going to name and shame? No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alrighty. Did you know Jack Black's mum is a world famous space scientist? No. So she helped, I'll give her a name, Judith Love Cohen. 
helped create the abort guidance system, which rescued the Apollo 13 astronauts. She also went into work the same day that she went into labor. Then she took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital, called her boss to tell her that she'd figured it out while she was in labor, and then gave birth to Jack Black. Seem oh man. I'm gonna say bullshit. That's true. Oh! <laughs> what a fucking hero. Oh man, go boss. What an absolute go boss. What yeah. a hero. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me yeah. that that was Jack Black's birth. It seems fitting, doesn't it? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's so crazy. That's sick. That's awesome. Mm. And what did he accomplish? Nothing. In the, in the academic world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> awesome. All right. I can't link it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I can link it. Oh, well. Here's a good one. So, did you know Harry Styles hates Australia? Okay, I'm listening. So Harry Styles recently cancelled his latest tour to Australia, but did you know why? Well, whilst it's released a statement, he's released a statement about it being too dangerous with a virus, a recent whistleblower revealed Harry doesn't actually like Australia. Mm-hmm. Having had too many wild fans stalk him after shows and camp outside his hotel, Australian girls are among some of the most loyal, but also some of the most intense fans he's ever encountered. Yeah. Were the whistleblower saying Harry fears for his safety and would prefer to avoid touring Australia despite the concert contracts he's signed for? Australia's recent spike in numbers provided an easy out to Mr. Styles he was looking for. I reckon it's true. It is 100% bullshit. Fuck! (laughs) You know the reason I thought it was true? It's because Justin Bieber once released this big statement and like did this whole thing about how the Australian fans were so like... Um, so invasive of privacy and, really? he, and he didn't like coming here at least for a period of time because there, it was like too intense way more so than like the states or in Europe so I was like that makes sense like if, if it applies to Justin Bieber then it could apply to Harry Styles well, I got lucky then but yeah. I made up the, in, the entire thing is completely made up yeah nice <laughs> that was a good one yeah um, sorry if I offended or Who? if I scared any of the any of the fans out there <laughs> the Harry I assure you he does love Australia I'm yeah. sure um, this is Factor Cap and that was Cap so I'm just a cunt Nice, so, nice. What do you got? Alrighty, alrighty, we're on a roll. I have... <clears throat> Did you know that Adele managed to make Spotify remove the automatic shuffle button or option for the release of her fourth album? No. So she did this so that listeners would be forced or made to listen to the songs in the correct order, order right. regardless of whether they had the automatic shuffle enabled previously. Right. She tweeted that she'd requested the change and Spotify replied to this tweet saying anything for you. That's sick. Yeah. I believe it. It's true. That's sick. Yeah. That's cool. That's where like, that's what companies should be doing in my opinion. Yeah. It's like that goes a long way in terms of how people view Spotify, their relationship with Adele, who's like a massive artist. That's awesome. I think it's a good change as well. Yeah. To like artists, you create an album with the intent to like have it listened to in a certain way and it's part of the experience. So I reckon it's a good change. Well, album listening, I think is a dying art. Like I've never really listened to albums Mm. because I've been, I've lived up in a, I've grown up in a world where you can just pick and choose any song you want. Yeah. And just playlist everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know that there's some albums, like maybe the American Idiot album, the Green Day album that I- It's the only one I listened to. Yeah, literally. That was probably like the last one. Yeah. That was the only one I ever listened to as an album. Yeah. Otherwise it's like, why would you? Because- no artist creates an album that has just bangers in every single song. Literally. I don't think, is there any? Maybe Rihanna? Yeah, she's had it. I think Bruno Mars has had some good ones. Yeah. You know, he's only had three albums. Like Justin Timberlake's only had three albums. Yeah. They just do wow. so many like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feats or feats, yeah. Yeah, singles. Speaking of music, um, if anyone li- listening to this is in Sydney, in two weeks time, I've actually got a show That's right. in Newtown. And if you want to come say hi, like hang out, we'll be drinking afterwards. I'll be there. Like I'll Byron be there. will be there. It'll be dope. So like check out the link in the bio and the show notes because if you want to grab a ticket, yeah. they're 20 bucks. And I would say um, in terms of COVID, like 
I think um, nightclubs are opening up tomorrow in Sydney, which yeah. means by the time this is going, it should be sweet. But yeah, I mean, totally. come at your own risk. We've already had COVID. We're right. sweet. Yeah, exactly. We're immune, so baby. <laughs> you're not going to get it from us. But yeah, come down and say hi. It'll be fun. That'd be awesome. All right, moving on. Mm. I've actually already told you this one, I think, but I'm going to re-say it <clears throat> All right, for the crew. Okay. So did you know David Dobrik's car giveaways are bullshit? Car giveaways? So David Dobrik is very well known for giving away like giving away a Tesla, a Tesla to my Tesla, best yeah, friend yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Now, when he gives it away to his best friends, it's usually fine. But the problem is when he gives them away to an everyday person. Mm-hmm. Because in America, if you give away something, yeah. that goes towards their taxable income. Which means if you're earning $50,000 a year and yeah. suddenly David Dobrik gives you a $250,000 car, yeah. your taxable income now goes up to $300,000. So now you're paying tax on $300,000. And of course... Anyone who's on 50 grand yeah. can't even afford that. Yeah. So I watched this whole documentary on YouTube, which showed that there's been lots of people, not just for David Dobrik, sure. but any car gives away, giveaways. Like Mr. Beast or whatever. Mr. Beast or whatever, who can't even accept it because they can't pay the tax on it. That's so heartbreaking. And you're better off, you're better off just to give them the cash in hand. Yeah. But of course, that doesn't get the clicks. That's so heartbreaking. As if you wouldn't, as David, like obviously easy for me to say, but is it? Right. Hold on. Is it, is it fact or cap? Fuck, I wish I knew more about tax. Um, that sounds like something that would happen in America. I reckon it's fact. Yeah? Yeah. Classic, yeah. classic America, man. Fuck. It's true. So like, as if you had the money to give away a free car, surely you would be like, but he's not doing it. I mean, look, uh, I got nothing against him. I don't think he's, he's doing it for the views, bro. The, yeah. the Tesla is what gets the views. Giving yeah. away a Tesla, the reaction to when they see a giant car. So they give it away, they can't accept it. So they just give it away to someone else. And it's just like this perpetual cycle of- Yeah, until they find oh, someone man. who's wealthy enough, which again, just shows rich get richer, poor get poorer. Yeah. It's just classic, classic example. That's so sad. It is sad, yeah. There's the video I watched by Danny Gonzalez, shout out. He did a whole documentary. He ended up giving away a Tesla to someone, but instead he said, here's a Tesla, but I'm not giving you this car. I'm going to give you it cash in hand or something. Yeah. And it was, he was like kind of mocking the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. system. But yeah, I think Mr. Beast's very first viral video- was he gave $10,000 to a homeless man. Right. Cash in hand. Yeah. Or am I bullshitting? Oh, fuck <laughs> you. It's first viral video. I don't, nah, bullshit. It's true. No, how can it, how do you have $10,000 to Here's give? Here's the cool part. Mr. Beast, this was before he had like any, any, any of the cloud he has now. Yeah. He had his first sponsor and they said, we'll give you $5,000 cash. He said, can you make eight? And he said, all right, we can give you eight. He said, can you make it 10? I just need 10 because that's going to look really good on the title. Like 10,000 yeah. people will click on that. Yeah. And they said, yes. The rest is history. What a genius. Yeah. What a He's genius. a marketing genius. Yeah. So good. That's, that's incredible. That's heartwarming. That like, that's that cool, makes yeah. up for the Dobrik story. Yeah. I still could, I still just can't get over like, so they can't accept it. Could they accept it and sell it? No, no. Cause it's still part of their taxable income. I guess, I, I don't know. I, if you watch this video, I don't know yeah. all the details. He, he yeah. it's like a 20 minute video with all the logistics and details, but yeah. Classic. Do you want me to go again? Cause classic. I got a few more. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. All right. I was going to tell you this one a while ago, okay. but I didn't. So did you know Marvel paid $5 million to use one song in a movie? What? So Thor Ragnarok, one of Marvel's most lighthearted and favorite films by many, yeah. featured a song in two fight scenes. Director Taka Waititi loved the song so much that Disney ended up paying $5 million just to use it. In total, the song is featured for only 45 seconds, but everyone agrees it was money well spent. Now my question to you is, do you know what song it is? I don't, I've never seen the film. You know, the only film I've ever walked out on was the first Avengers film and I've never seen another Avengers. What? Or like Marvel film since then. The song is Immigrant by Led Zeppelin. Immigrant song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Wow. They milked it, man. The whole Thor trailer was... It was sick. I, I actually think it's money well spent as well, which is insane. Yeah. But there you go. Five mil cash for Led Zeppelin. So did they decide to spend five mil or was that just the, the price that was given, was quoted just, to them? That was the price. Yeah. But um, wow. Taka, Taka Waititi pitched, he, he used the song and pitched it to Led Zeppelin and they said, and he said, look, this song is perfect for it. Um, and there you go. Five mil. Pretty sweet deal. I reckon that's true. It is true. Yes. Nice. That's so good. Fucking hell, man. Imagine a song you wrote like 40 years ago and then just getting a five mil cash paycheck just to put it in a movie. I mean, you would know musicians is one of those industries where it's like the top 0.1% make all the money and everyone else makes fuck all. Yeah. Like it's brutal. It's getting more so like that as well, which is, which is, uh, which is sad, but yeah, that's a good one. Good one. Maybe I should watch the film. It's, it's a classic. It's like very funny. It's a, it's honestly, it's funny. It's probably one of the funniest movies I've seen. Yeah. Like no other, oh, no other Marvel movies like that. Did YTT do more Marvel films? Um, he's in the next Thor. Okay. Because it was such a big hit. Right. So yeah. Interesting. Um, I got one. Did you know how McDonald's used, sorry, this is a fan submission. So the spelling isn't amazing. Jasmine, so much love for you. Jazzy Molly 12, but um. Yeah, you should use spell check next time. <laughs> Did you know how McDonald's used to fire their staff if they didn't use a warm voice and smile at all times? No. So in the 90s when McDonald's first opened, there was, well, it was actually early 90s, late 80s. There was a rule that if you didn't smile and use a lovely warm voice, you would get fired because it was supposed to be considered the happiest place on earth. But after about 12 months, they had fired so many people that they had to change <laughs> the rule because it was costing them too much time and money to hire new staff. Right. Yeah. Oh man, this is a tricky one. I'm so torn. Mm-hmm. It could be either one. Could be. I want to say true, but this sounds like a Pace Randolph bullshit. You reckon I'm bullshitting? Oh, no, the fan. Yeah. True in that case. Bullshit. Oh, <laughs> fucking shit. Woo-hoo! Oh. Bro, two, two fan submissions, two bullshit stories. I reckon the so thing is good. we can't unpack it. I reckon both of those fan submissions took something that was- yeah, like maybe. We kind of set an agreement. You can't take an existing story and just very change it slightly. Very slightly change it. That's not a good enough bullshit. So in Jethro's defense, the guy who submitted the twin story, he submitted a story and I changed a bunch of it to make it more like- Sound more legit. A little bit yeah, more yeah. legit. But um, so even if he did that, the story that you heard was so far from- Fair play. Would have been. Fair play. Love it. Um, yeah. No, that's- Have you seen the McDonald's movie? No. Oh. You haven't seen Founder? Oh, it's good. It's good. They say McDonald's isn't in the business of food. They're in the business of real estate. They own the, like the real estate they own is worth more than anything else because they just own so much real estate around the world. That's so wild. Um, anyways, here's another good one. Uh-huh. The woman, the woman who tastes words. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and this is from her perspective. I have the rarest type of since. Synesthesia. Yes. Yeah. Which means I can actually taste words. It's called le- lexical gustory. <laughs> I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Okay. And less than 0.2% of the population has it. I have to Stop phys- shaking. I have to physically say the words out loud to taste them. So reading silently to myself won't do it. When I was younger, I'd, I'd always repeat words that tasted good in my head and I'd avoid saying words that tasted bad. Oh my God. I reckon it's true. It's true. That's so wild. I can't even, I don't even think we can comprehend. Would you just be sitting in the corner being like, truffles, truffles, truffles. Just like, oh yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, that's what she said. She would avoid saying words that tasted bad and just keep saying words that tasted good. That's so wild. I don't think our brain can comprehend what that would be like. Totally. How could you have a conversation and be like, like, hey, Byron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if like they met someone and then their name tasted bad. Oh my God. <laughs> Rough. That's crazy. 
Pretty cool though. That is cool. Wow. Have you got any more? Mm. I got one more. I got one more that um, it's a fan submission that I haven't checked out yet. Give me one second. All right, I'll do this one. Go on. All right. This is, and I want you to guess this actually, see if you can guess. The scariest movie villain of all time. Uh Now, what movie are you thinking this is from? If you were to guess. The scariest movie villain? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Saw or Hannibal. Good guesses. Funny enough, this character is from Harry Potter. Oh, come on. Not Lord Voldemort. One time Defense Against Dark Art, Professor Dolores Umbridge has been deemed one of the fiction's great creepiest villains by none other than famed horror writer Stephen King. King writes, the gentle smiling Dol- Dolores Umbridge with her girlish voice, toad-like face and clutching stubby fingers is the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter. Right. I mean, what? Am I guessing whether he said that? You're guessing it is it true? Yeah. I think it's true, but I think it's a dumb thing to say. True. Yeah. Why do you think it's a dumb thing to say? Because it's not. It's in Harry Potter. People don't have nightmares about Umbridge. People have nightmares about the person from Saw. I think 100%. He's, what Jigsaw. did he say? He said, um, this gently smiling toad like, is the greatest make believe. That's nah. his opinion. That's nah, rubbish. 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 From the greatest horror writer ever. Nah. One of the most, probably arguably one of the greatest and most prolific writers yeah, come ever. come at me. Come at me. Dude, if you're, well, you know, horror, most horror movies suck, but if you're ever looking for a horror movie, just find one that has Stephen King on it. They're almost all good. Yeah? Insane. Yeah. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. All right. Last one. This is a fan submission from Sophie. Sophie Novak. Did you know that there is no balcony scene in Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> I haven't seen Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I haven't read this story at all. So this is like fresh off the dome. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the earliest known use of the English word balcon, oh, this as is it was then spelt. Not the movie. This is the real didn't story. Didn't occur until 1618, two years after Shakespeare had died. Is so where some- does the balcony scene come from in the Romeo and Juliet play? Just a rewrite, I assume. Just a modern adaptation. Well, it's true, apparently. I'd believe that. Yeah. There you go. Not the greatest story, but, <laughs> but but no, no. But in I think we're too illiterate. And no, no. But in the in the in the actual one of the, play, I, I do actually. I, I haven't seen the movie. No, but, but in I the play, is there a balcony scene? scene? Yeah, isn't there like iconic? Like he's looking down. So if it's up. written in the play, then where the fuck did it come from? It's true. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Must just. I mean, surely is was Romeo and Juliet written as a play? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. That is actually more interesting than I <laughs> so originally if you could, anticipated. <laughs> if you have more information, we would love to. Um, We'd love to dig into that next that's episode. That's a good one, Sophie. Thanks yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, that's it for for this one. Yeah. Reminder, we've got the AirPods giveaway. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for a free pair of AirPods. Yeah, if we edit this pod and throw it up today. Um, click the link in our bio. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, a bunch of stories coming out. We're going to be doing daily videos on yeah. TikTok. Make keep sure submitting t- stories. Yeah, keep submitting stories. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel if you want to watch us instead yeah. of listen to us. Um, but yeah, any final words? No final words. I rest my case. I rest my case as well. All right. Much love. Cheers. Bye.